everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and we've got a really special episode for you guys today. As you can tell by the title, uh, something really great came out this weekend in the 13th episode of The Mandalorian. That is Season 2, Episode 5, titled The Jedi. And for those of you who have seen this episode, uh, awesome. That's great. For those of you that haven't seen this episode, starting now, I will be talking about spoilers for this episode. And I certainly don't want to ruin your experience of watching this, especially if you have no idea what's coming. So for the love of all that is holy, um, uh, pause this episode and, uh, you know what, actually... Maybe we shouldn't do that, huh? Maybe what if we what if we did this together? Uh there's a there's a really special character that debuts in this episode. Uh a very special character who is actually my favorite Star Wars character. Uh and and that's not a spoiler. I don't think I've ever actually told anyone who my favorite Star Wars character is, but you know, some fancy footwork can be done, some some tricky math to say, uh, to probably figure out who that is. It is a character from the animated Star Wars shows, uh, and this this season, this season of Mandalorian has done such a good job of uh, bringing to life things from Star Wars The Clone Wars, from Star Wars Rebels, and again, this was a debut that had been a long time coming for the fans, for myself, for uh, the director of this episode, or the writer as well, Dave Filoni. Uh, and so I, I was thinking, you know, maybe we could start something new uh, on this podcast, something that I'd been thinking about for a while, which is uh, an audio commentary. And uh, I, I thought, what better than to you know experience this hopefully not alone hopefully you get to watch this with others but if you can't what if we experienced this together i've seen this episode already but i've got it queued up on disney plus right here on my computer i've got the volume all the way down i'm gonna put a headphone in uh so i can hear the amazing music and and dialogue as well but i've got my episode queued up at zero seconds and uh, i would love it if we could all watch this episode together uh so whether that is you listening to this in the car reminiscing on the last few times that you watched this episode or if this is the first time that you've ever seen this episode and you for some reason want to watch it with me in your ear uh that's okay too so like i said if you have your uh, Disney Plus account, uh, get queued up at zero seconds. Uh, I'm going to count down. A, uh, it'll be, I say count down. Uh, the way my family does the countdowns is one, two, three. And then we pl- press play on three. So feel free to pause this episode now. Get yourself all queued up and ready to go. Because uh, we are going to be uh, doing a live audio commentary of The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 5, chapter 13 uh, titled the jedi Uh, so for those of you now back and paused uh, welcome back Uh, we are all queued up at zero seconds so again i will do a one two three countdown and press play on three one two three Ooh, we got that disney that disney plus original uh we're gonna go through this recap as well uh just because you know, for those of you that haven't seen this, maybe maybe this is the first Mandalorian episode you're watching. 
<coughs> That's great. Awesome. I think that's one of the things I liked, too, about uh, this show is that no one knows who the Jedi are because uh, they erased themselves through their ineptitude, uh, which we'll get to as the episode goes on. But, oh, there's Bo-Katan. I loved the Bo-Katan reveal in the uh, the last two, two episodes ago. That episode was just killer. Ooh, that's right, and they got the last-minute catch of the boat, or I guess of the ship. Oh, here we go. Oh, I got chills. I really hope their paths cross again. I really, I really think that with these last three episodes, there could be a happy connection between Mando, Bo and uh, any other character that comes in this episode. For those of you that are watching this fresh, I won't reveal that yet, but all we got to say is it, it comes pretty fast. Uh, again, all credit to Dave Filoni on this episode. He did such a good job and just, just blown away at what he's been able to do, especially after uh, the work he did in the last season. I was not a fan of his episode, the, the one on Tatooine, at all. But he immediately redeems himself by making what I'm deeming my favorite episode of Mandalorian so far uh, from both seasons. If you hear any noises, that's just me sipping a little bit of coffee. Hopefully you all have your favorite beverage as well. Oh my god, here we oh. oh, let's go. Oh, we get the first shot of Ahsoka Tano. That's right, that's who the big reveal is in this show. Uh, I'm sure all of you knew about it already, but yes, Ahsoka Tano is in fact my favorite Star Wars character. Let's go! Oh, my, oh look at that. Slices a tree in half, force pushes the middle piece, and then lightsabers up and gone. Wow unbelievable look at the i mean just the, the shot composition of this episode with the smoke and the trees uh this planet feels a lot like the planet in rise of skywalker uh was that i don't remember what planet that was that uh, at the very beginning that kylo went to to get the uh the the macguffin but just, okay, and immediately was getting Kurosawa vibes. I couldn't pinpoint exactly. I heard someone say Yohimbo. I could totally see that. I thought a lot about Throne of Blood. We got a fast movie show. No, let's go. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I love that she, uh, she shuts her lightsabers off to truly take advantage of the dark. And then when, she, when they come up, you know you're done. You know you're absolutely done. Uh, so for some of you watching who may be going, holy crap. Oh my, oh, let's just appreciate this. And she's invisible again. Uh, Ahsoka's lightsabers are white because she purged the color of the kyber crystals from the lightsaber that she took this from, which was from one of the Inquisitors uh, that takes place in the Ahsoka book by E.K. Uh, e. Johnston. Uh, it was a red, red crystals 
and she used the force and purged the Sith out of the crystals and made them appear white. Which is perfect because she is uh, she's not a Jedi, not a Sith. She is just a amazing force wielder. Just her standing there is just, you know, and, I, and I'd said it too. The one nitpick I had with her is that her top, I, I think they're called lecky. I, I think I saw online the top two uh, nubs of her uh, her hair. I know it's not hair, but um, they're short. They're a lot shorter than they were in the comics. Uh, but one of the art guys for the show actually said that was on purpose because. Uh, when they were longer, it did not go so well with the stunts, and so that to me is an easy forgivance. I, uh, but but I, I did notice that immediately. And then we got Sleepy Joe here. We'll be ready when she returns. Like I was like, oh okay, is that like artistic, or do you just not know what your your lines? Also, oh boom boom. Um, also, I thought it was funny. She's like, how many lives is this worth to you? One. 10 yet she never she never kills anybody i'm it's like okay well if you're going to promise that you're going to kill someone you kind of got to do it that's like the Chekhov's gun sort of thing but uh hey I'm, I'm glad she didn't kill anybody and we're back with mando literally five episodes into this uh, uh season doing what he was trying to do in the first episode so finally we're on track Please stay seatbelted in until the plane has uh, reached cruising altitude, young child. Mm, we get Baby Yoda's little... Oh, look at his little hands. He's just contemplating the world right now, wondering what his place is in all of this. Hmm ball here we go Bubba little squeaky squeaky but I was like okay the Mandalorian can catch a squid in midair with by reflex but he does not see baby Yoda using the force to take the ball off again I'm not complaining I'm just calling out uh, I guess he has selective uh, reflexes, I guess you could say. Very Yavin-esque shot there of somebody tracking the ship in. But look at look at this. The trees, the fog, the sun. Just, I mean, I learned something actually <clears throat> watching this episode is that you can't, you cannot take screenshots from your phone while watching a Disney Plus show. That's right, I tried it. It just gives you a black screen. And I double tried it because when I paused it and it had the, you know, plus or the, the pause and the rewind buttons, and all that, I took a screenshot of that. It showed all those buttons, but the screen was still black. Uh, so they must have some preventative measure on it just because I was trying to get some shots of this, the cinematography in this episode. Look, oh, now he finds the ball. 
This needs to stay in the ship. I'll put it in my pocket. Thanks for the hypocrisy, Dad. Oh, and I love that we got these giant creatures hanging out in the back. What are they? They're like eight. They're like at ats, but uh, actual animals, and they just eat this bark. What a! This is probably one of my favorite planets. And, and I was I was so happy when this scene came in because I'm like, oh, okay, great. You got a Mandalorian show up at your door, a bounty hunter, and you're trying to get Ahsoka Tano. Well, let's hire this Mandalorian to get Ahsoka Tano. Well, boom, easy peasy. Now he knows where Ahsoka Tano is. And uh, so it's like, oh, is that what's going to happen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's got good standing with the guild. We know that. Just a beautiful shot. And also a credit to the, um, I guess, the production design too. I like how each place that they go into, they're sort of the same. A lot of these towns are very small and run down, but they all look like they are lived in. There's, there's, you know, look at like you got stuff all on these tables and, you know, it, it just looks very lived in, which is, is, goes a long way in production design. A lot of times things can look very, uh, too, a little too clean, a little too pristine. And I like that there's a, a lived in quality with this. I think this guy actually works for Disney or worked for Disney from a very a high ranking Disney person. What a dream that would be, huh? To work for Disney and then be in one of their shows? Uh-oh. I'll say it too. These guys are creepier than Stormtroopers, I think. The whole gas mask thing. I mean, it's the perfect COVID cosplay. Ooh, and this part too I thought was a little creepy as well. Obviously with Disney you can't get too violent um, or grotesque, I guess. But that's kind of messed up to have these people – essentially this is this is the equivalent of like when they would have people tied up on crosses back in the day of uh, – kind of like with Jesus where they, you know, they would just put him up on a cross or they would tie him up to uh, the stocks I think was something they did. Just a very medieval type of cage yet still very futuristic in that it essentially is cattle prodding them every few minutes, which is really messed up. And then, of course, we open the gate and see just the tranquility on the other side, the pristineness, and that cacophony between the two, or I guess the juxtaposition between this side of the door and the other side is very cool. But here we're getting even more samurai vibes and Kurosawa vibes with this uh, kind of beautiful garden. Look at the shots. Water shot. Mm. Is it? 
we know that. Oh, I bet it is. <laughs> my, mm, a Jedi, you say? Jedi, you say? Hmm. And then, oh my god, this droid. So cool. I'm pretty sure so, I, I saw this droid is from uh, Knights of the Old Republic. I don't remember. But... Uh, how cool is it that you've got a villain who isn't trying to kill Mando, but is trying to hire ser his services and being like, here, check out this spear. You could kill me with this spear right now if you wanted to, but we know Mando's not going to because there's a bigger play at plan, a plan at play. But, God, and then like this shot, got the sun and the fog in the background. Oh. Ooh, listen to that. Beskar ring. Very valuable. A very valuable spear. Hmm. Yes, where do you find the Jedi? Again, beautiful shot composition here. You've got like three-fourths of the screen taken up by the wall with a tiny bit of forest there on the side. Ooh. Oh, this scene's great. There's my lucky charm. Oh, gee, really? Tell me something I don't know. Okay, I love that. I love that. You're going to need it where you're headed. Doesn't even acknowledge him. Just says, okay, bye. I'll see you later. Little little Yodi's is his good luck charm. This just, I mean, comparing this to Filoni's episode from the last season and then from his work in Chloe, there's just... You can tell that he is going. He's going places. I mean, listening to him in the in the gallery talking about how he hasn't directed a lot of live action to now seeing this, you can clearly see that he's growing up. He's evolving. He is. He's getting his beak wet, and uh, that is going to pay off so much. Everyone is always talking. At least people I see is always talking about give Filoni the keys to the castle, and I agree. Filoni should be the one in charge of Star Wars and um, you know pushing star wars into the next era and i think he is prepping himself to do so by you know by this this work this is the good work that he's putting in to prove himself look at this look at this shot he's in a look at there's an owl right there on that tree that's um i think ahsoka's owl or it's an owl from mortis uh but it's an owl from the clone wars show Here we go, here we go. Ooh. I mean, you can just tell how special... I mean, Filoni created Ahsoka, and you can just tell the care he put into this episode and the care he put into her, having her be the first person... Like, he, he she's in this episode before Mando is. Here we go. Ooh. Beskar blocking the lightsabers. Dual... Oh, get the fire. Gone. Ooh. 
Look, immediately finds a way out. Perfect flip, slices down. Oh, she's got her perfect, same exact. Oh my god, I've got chills again. This is the same lightsaber stance from her in Clone Wars. Something. I hope it's about him. What a perfect, like, oh my god. Like, everything in this entire series is building to this episode. So cool to see it all pay off. Look at that little guy. He says, oh, what, me? Boom, another amazing shot. Light in the distance, moon. Here's the best shot in the entire show, though. You've got Ahsoka and the child down low with the big gnarling oak and other trees with the moon in the back. This just looks like the cover of a, like the, the poster of a scary movie or of a Halloween-type movie. Like, And you got Mando pacing around in the back. Oh. <sighs> And like the the fact that neither of them are saying anything. There no words need to be spoken. But she knows what he's talking about. Oh, you're talking about your your little daddy over there? Huh, little buddy? I resonate a lot with Baby Yoda because uh he reminds me a lot of my cats. And his blinks, his little actions. Oh, look at that beautiful moon. And then you got the flute coming in. Like, how much more samurai can you get in this shot? Of course she does. Hmm. Oh, we get the name. Baby Yoda no more. Grogu. <laughs> and I love whenever Mando calls his name and he just perks up. Huh? Daddy knows my name now? There we go. Like, boom, turns around, ears perked. Shout out to the animation team, or the, the team that works on Baby Yoda. Grogu. Who took him from the temple? So many masters trained him during the, been, during the purge when Anakin killed all the younglings. So he got sent away. Who took him out? I wonder if we'll find out. I think we will, though. I'd love to know. And then he gets foggy. He got scared. Mm, look at him torn between the two. He's half a great composition shot there. With Ahsoka and Mando. Ahsoka and Din.
I would love to see him in his early training days because was he still acting like a baby back then too when he was like 20? Good boy. Look at the scars on her headdress as well, on the or like the the just wear lines on both of her tendrils. It's just just beautiful in terms of they there's so much care and intricacy put into this episode, and then we oh another great shot of her and him. Oh, wish this episode was ten hours long. Ooh. Come on, Grogu, it's time for your first lesson. It was funny when I was watching this with my, uh, my, it was my brother and my cousin, with Stevie, Harry, and Todd. This scene came up and everyone kind of freaked out initially, thinking that he would do some amazing thing. Like, oh my god, he's gonna, whoa, what's he gonna do? And I, I was, I was smiling because I'd seen the episode already, but I was like, he doesn't do anything. But, uh, it's just funny to think that they would assume, they would think that that he somehow has this like secret big ability, which would be awesome if he just showed it like a little lightsaber. I was like, what is he gonna have like a tiny little mini lightsaber that he uh, can do? But no, not no chance. Grogu's a little bit selfish in that way. Oh, he understands. He just doesn't want to do it. And I know there's there's talk of of he, he's not wanting to do it. Is it because it's Ahsoka and not Mando? Well, kind of. But is, is it because he doesn't want to do it and he's only doing what he wants? Or is it because he's scared to show his power because of of what happened to him in the past? It's really intricate. I don't I don't know what the answer is of which of the th- those three it is. Because I, I would like to think that he isn't a selfish little kid, but at the same time, he is a selfish little kid a lot of times, right? He eats whatever he wants. He only uses the force every once in a while. But most of the times when he does use it, um, he does it to help others, but he also does it for himself, right? Like getting the ball at the beginning. And he's hidden them. Oh, I love this bit. Come over here. Get over there. Hmm. Oh, and here comes... I love this line. Good or bad, they're always memorable. And that is the perfect encapsulation of Ahsoka in live action. First time we get to see her, I think it was more than good, but it's always memorable. We're going to be remembering this for a long time. And see, I think, oh, yeah, yeah, don't forget to call him Grogu. Ooh, Papa, Papa call my name. So now we know that it's not exactly Mando. So it's, okay, we got to connect with him. Okay, well, what could we use instead of a stone? Hmm, what about, 
the ball from the ship. So then does that mean that Grogu is only going to do what Grogu wants because he wants that stone, wants that toy? Um, it's just a fascinating story because, I mean, they've capitalized on this idea that he is just this adorable little creature. And uh, But there's got, there, it sounds like there's more, more to him than just being cute. He may end up being a torn individual. Oof, and see, there you go, get a fast force pull when he wants something. Very interesting. And look at this, Mando is so proud of him. And then we get the call out. Darth Vader. Mm, got chill. I get chills every time I hear that too, because she, she loved Anakin, and she learned a lot from him in terms of her spunky attitude and her ability to get creative on the battlefield and to not exactly follow the rules. But she surpassed Anakin in that uh, she did not succumb to the dark side because she did not let those same attacks she did not let herself get get convinced and, and manipulated by the dark side in the way so many jedis were during that time she truly is the best of the jedi she is what the jedi uh want to be in theory but can never get to it well oh, i love this oh yeah mando mando took a <laughs> Oh, but what she have to say? Oh, she gets a smile. She says, "No, no, no. <laughs> I can, I can take care of that." Morgan Elspeth. Great shot right here. Oh. They'll never see it coming. No, they won't. Oh, look at that. There's I didn't notice that. There's like an industrial complex behind this town that's cool i'm all about the the star wars lore give me more lore that's that's my phrase more lore Ugh, and that the soundtrack is just in the way that they're able to so expertly weave western and samurai which are uh, very similar anyway but just to have that been so many different episodes of the show yet always feel unique and god here we get some more oh lord oh let's go 
Ooh. Ooh, get that force pull. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Bye, Bell. Clean cut. What an interesting shaped bell, though. Perfect for cutting. Oh, there she is. Wind, like that looks like an animated shot. It looks like that's from animation. That sound of her standing in the distance. Is I'm going to show another one? Yeah, that is just... You can't beat that. Though I hope they try. Like, ugh. There's so many cool samurai shots, too, in this particular sequence with her and Mando. There's one where she's standing up, and I'll call it out as it comes, uh, on a back thing. It just... This this episode took my breath away so many times. Mm, uh-oh. Your master. Mm, bigger fish to fry, it looks like. Oh, get that big jump. I love this. Up on the roof and then run and then kind of just ducks out of there. And I, she she captures the exact same sort of running as Ahsoka. Obviously, there's a little less cartoonish. And I, I thought the cartoonish was awesome in that she felt a lot more fluid but obviously, again, that's a cartoon. And but they just—they really ca- Rosario Dawson is amazing as Ahsoka. She was perfect, and she oh, when when that announcement came out that she was going to be the one doing Ahsoka, I was so happy. And that was—I've been an Ahsoka fan now for it's so funny. I think probably a little over a year, I'd say. Um, and she immediately became my favorite Star Wars character in in that short amount of time. Look at this; these these idiots thinking that they can take her on like oh let's separate and walk down these gritty oh let's go yeah yeah goodbye you can't do it well Lothcat is from uh, Rebels we get to see another shot of that puppy here in a well kitty here in a little bit Ooh. oh even sk- oh my god Oh, Lothcat again, and I think we're about to get a cool Rebels shot as well. Yeah, you're right here. And they're done. They're absolutely fried. No way. But it, it feels like I've known Ahsoka my whole life. I, I've i only kind of... I, but I've... I've put myself into everything that she's she's done. So it was she wasn't the reason that I started watching Clone Wars, but she's the reason I stayed. 
and I, wa- I watched all of Clone Wars, which was I finished watching that earlier this year. Once she got announced, I was like, oh, I've got to I've got to catch up and do my homework. And so I um, and shout out to my buddy Robert, too, for getting me into Rebels. I was going to hold off on Rebels. But when I found out that Ahsoka was also in Rebels, I was like, OK, all right, I'm going to do the work there, too. And then I picked up her book as well and read that uh, phenomenal. I mean, all of it is just anything that she is in is special to me. And I, I think that's just a testament to her character and what she stands for as, in my eyes, the perfect Jedi. The one we never saw in the movies, but we, here we go. Oh, look at that shot. Watch. It's just the wind's blowing her, and then he looks up. Right there, wide shot, and he, she just jumps off. She's taking care of business. And, oh, no. Oh, nope. We're just, yeah, it looks that way, but that's probably not true. Dumb are you, dude. Uh, but here's what we get. We get what we've been waiting for. And I'll say this, guys. If I if I I have only known of Ahsoka for you know a year or two, uh, if this is your first time seeing her, that would I would just recommend diving head first into Clone Wars and Rebels for more action like this, and and for her book as well. the uh, The audiobook is narrated by Ashley Eckstein, who does the voice of Ahsoka in the animated shows. Um, I haven't, I never read the audio. I never listened to the audiobook. I just read the book. Look at this, this, oh my God, just incredible. And it's like, oh, what is she? She's got her spear. Well, that spear can stop a lightsaber, but, and I'll say this, I thought this fight should have been a lot shorter than it was, but, uh, but you know what? You got to have a good bit of action. You got to have more beautiful shots like this where they're standing side by side. Oh, we got the Beskar being the Beskar bong or ting, whatever you want to call it. But it's ne- all I'm saying is it is never too late to become a fan of Ahsoka Tano. And the best part about it, I think the reason why so many people love Ahsoka is you get to grow up with her. Because you start with the Clone Wars movie, um, the animated movie, and she's a little kid. And throughout the show, you just get to watch her grow and evolve as a Jedi, go in and out through the Jedi Order, leaving the Jedi Order. And um, and then by the end of it, just being the absolute badass that she is when she deals with Darth Maul. Darth Maul is my second favorite Star Wars character. Um, and so to see them fight was a dream come true. And then you get to, oh, God, this is just... And you got these two guys, and it's like they're not even doing anything. They're just sitting out there listening to the two great fighters fight. And it really is only a matter of time before Ahsoka beats her, let's be honest. She is a absolute beast. She is a queen amongst kings. And uh, and I say that as in she is better. She could beat any Jedi, I would argue. I mean, she fought, uh, and then she fights, I believe, she fights Anakin in, uh, in Rebels as well. And it's, I mean, she holds her own against him, and he's one of the greatest Jedi ever. But that's because he trained her. And so you get to go through that, to her disillusionment, and then to her, how, you know, how she gets these white lightsabers and where she's at now. Like, there's no other Jedi character that we get to see for as long as we do with her. And there's a special quality to it that she's not in any of the movies that makes it so special that it's this secret character. That's always been there, but we've never seen her in the movies, yet she has 
Ar- I-, I can't confirm it, but I'm pretty sure she has more screen time than most Star Wars characters. Maybe not Anakin or Obi-Wan since they're also in Clone Wars, but just... She is us. She's the Jedi we've always wanted and, and always needed. Oh, there we go. Yeah, the minute that she flips her lightsaber to, to be weld that way is, 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 it's over. It's over. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, I believe you, dude. You're going to drop your gun. Look at him. He's. I love that he smiles beforehand, like, hey, let's give it away. Yeah, we knew how that fight was going to end. <clears throat> Look at that. No, we get we get the nod. Everything's going to be okay. Oh, and kablam. Oh, shut down. Wow. Oh my lord. Instant chills. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, I lost my marbles when I saw that the first time. And I'm still losing them now. I'm, I am shaking all over just hearing it. And that is, again, from having just watched Rebels like two months ago is when I, I binged that and watched the whole thing. It's not that hard to do. Uh, There's only a couple seasons. Uh, but he is such a good villain in that show that to hear his name in this show got me that excited. And uh, I really, and I'll talk about it when this episode ends, but I really think there's a way that we can weave all of these people together in the season. If not, I have heard talk that there's should be or is going to be a live action Ahsoka series. Uh, give me that. Give me a hundred seasons of that. Actually, you know, you don't have to give me a hundred. I don't want it to, to get diluted, but you know what I mean. Give me all the episodes. Oh. Rosario as Ahsoka. Perfection. Look at that. Just standing out like that. And then we get this really great... I think this is a recorder. How perfect is this music? Again, shout out to Ludwig Gornson. This music has been killer the entire show. Uh, this episode is, is a standout in particular. I would also say that uh, Bo-Katan's episode, episode 3, is also a standout for music. Look at this. He's got to go get. He's got to go get Grogu and send him on his way. Will he be able to? Hey, buddy. Time to leave you forever. Oh, kid, you're gonna wake that up? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, wake up, buddy. You don't want to say goodbye, do you, Mando? Old Din Djarin's got a soft spot for Grogu. so beautiful that he stayed with him took a nap oh there we get the call out yes yes he is
Love it. And he's like, yep, I'll do that. Whatever I can do to spend more time with my son. And shout out to Ahsoka for saying what she's saying too because, you know, again, the Jedi were so rigid with everything and she's she's over here preaching, you know, find your own path. Have him find his own path. Don't let someone else tell him what he needs to do. Which shows a lot of maturity for her in that, I mean, she's been to the Jedi Temple before, a Jedi Temple before, just like this one that she's suggesting. And, and she had visions. People in, in Rebels, like Ezra and Kanan, did the same thing. So I'm really excited to see what he sees and what happens when they get there. And so, you know, here as the episode wraps up, again, we're saying bye to Mando, but we're getting our last shots with Ahsoka here and getting to see her kind of watch them fly away and smile as uh, just unbelievable you could couldn't have asked for a better episode unless it was a longer episode with more ahsoka but oh and just again she's the first one of the first things we see and she's the last thing we see oh dave filoni give it give it to him give it all to him uh and then you know you're going to get to appreciate all of these beautiful concept art shots that just show what I was talking about with those amazing compositions in these episodes. Uh, So my guess with this is, so now we've got, clearly they're making tie-ins to Rebels. Look at this shot. Uh, You've got, you've got Bo-Katan, you've got the Darksaber, you've got Ahsoka, now the mention of Grand Admiral Thrawn, So my guess, and it's not a guess, I would just say, I don't like guessing what's going to happen, but what would be cool if it did happen is currently you have, um, you have Bo-Katan trying to get her Darksaber back. Moff Gideon has the Darksaber. Mando, whoa, she's got a red lightsaber in this? Oh no, that's a white, it's just because it's bouncing off of the, okay. Um, look at that little, look at little Grogu meditating in the woods. Um, so this next episode, and I, I looked at the prior three ep- or the next three episodes. The next episode is directed by uh, Favreau, and then it's Rick Famuyiwa, and then it's Favreau again. I think if I'm if I'm remembering that right, and all of them look to have Moff Gideon in, in them. So I think what's going to happen is, um, and I'm going to stop now. You guys are welcome to watch through the episode, uh, but I am I am turning my thing off now. Uh, what I hope happens is they go to this planet, and if you remember, obviously, uh, Gideon has a tracking device on the Razor Crest, and he's obviously waiting for the right moment to strike, but I think Bo-Katan is also waiting for the right moment to strike. And last we left off, and this is a spoiler, I guess, for, for Rebels, I'd still recommend you watching it, but last we saw of Grand Admiral Thrawn, him and Ezra were taken through hyperspace by these giant whales. And uh, so we don't really know where he is, but he's a big deal. And I, I don't know how the command goes between uh, a Grand Admiral Thrawn and uh, Moff Gideon, uh, kind of like Grand Moff Tarkin, 
who was in Rebels too. And again, I just don't know where it is to where is is uh, Thrawn the boss of Gideon or is Gideon the boss of Thrawn? Either way, uh, I I would think it would be pretty cool if Gideon tracked Mando to that temple to the planet. We get to have a, a bit where babe, uh, Grogu sits on the Seeing Stone and is uh, reaches out to the Force, and maybe someone like Ezra uh, catches wind of it. Ezra's with Thrawn. They come back, and Bo-Katan shows up to fight. Uh, and again, this doesn't all have to be in one episode, but Bo-Katan now shows up to fight Gideon for the Darksaber, at the same time that Thrawn shows up with Ahsoka to fight Thrawn, and now all of them are fighting each other, and then we break off into, you know, maybe Thrawn escapes, and then that's the Ahsoka series. I just think it would be cool to see Thrawn in one of these last episodes. I honestly, I love Giancarlo Esposito. I love Thrawn's character, or Moff Gideon's character, but I don't care that much about him yet. We've barely seen anything about him. We just know that he's a bad guy. The Darksaber is super cool, and I can't wait for Bo-Katan to get that, that Darksaber back. But like, I just I just want some more lightsabers. I want some more fights. I want more Ahsoka. So however however we can get that, I'm going to be down with. I But I just think that there is a path with the information they've presented us in these episodes for all of these different characters to kind of uh, convalesce into maybe the season finale of this episode or something. Uh, I just, I, especially with the way people are freaking out about this episode, about the Bo-Katan episode, uh, I, I think they know that there's going to be, um, like that they're going to have more content for that. They're going to want to give the fans what they want, but that is where I'll leave this. So thank you so much for hanging out with me uh, and watching this episode with me. Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as I did. Hopefully you got some insights from uh, what I was able to share during the episode. But let me know what you think. Would you guys want me to do this for every Mandalorian episode or maybe even for like the WandaVision episodes? I certainly can't do this for every episode of TV, but I, I, I do like to think that I have enough lore knowledge of Star Wars and Marvel that I could ha- hopefully make for an interesting audio commentary let me know especially with those shows they're a little shorter you wouldn't have to sit around for two hours um but again you know who knows uh maybe this is the start of something beautiful but uh, i specifically wanted to do it for this episode because i've been waiting for this moment for two years and to finally see ahsoka tano in live action and not only that but played by rosario dawson was a dream come true uh, so thank you guys so much for indulging me uh, here on Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein. You can catch me on Twitter at a robot's wink or on Instagram at a robot's wink. Uh, thank you so much for listening and may the force be with you.